Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hard to believe that it is already August. You guys, I. Yes. It's insane. Today is August 1st and we're recording. Sorry for the late start. We just, life has gotten in the way and um, I have an addiction to jumping up and down and singing badly at the top of my lungs. So, <laughs> uh, but we're here now. We're talking Jason Bourne today and uh, wow, it's, what is it now? We're about uh, two thirds of the way through the year. So very amazing, which is, as we all know, one day closer to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Which is the real, that's the real important thing, because now, now, now it's like the end of the year, it's just that Star Wars time. And That's uh, how we actually tell it's the end of the year. Yeah. It's a new it's like, year after you see Star Wars. Is it cold and what Star Wars stuff are we getting? But um, I don't think we have any news on that today, unfortunately, unless Josh throws a fastball on us. But we'll, of <laughs> what we do have, we have some cool stuff. So Josh, why don't you get us started today? Uh, pretty late this week, but a couple things we got. Uh, first, actually, we do have a little bit of Star Wars stuff. Oh, <laughs> I. T- what, yeah, when will I? You ever- seem like a silly person. Yeah, when am I ever gonna learn to shut up? Honestly. <laughs> um, oh. I don't. It's it's kind of. Uh, so obviously, as we know, Alden Ehrenreich is playing Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, he signed on for three movies, which it's not like sure what it means. It could mean that they have three Han Solo movies planned, or they plan to use Han Solo in three movies. I hope it's the second one and not the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. But I wouldn't be opposed to a Han Solo part one and two, and then three he pops up in like the Obi-Wan story or whatever, or something along those lines. Yeah, I just I just don't want them to... I, I really don't want them to make more than just one Han Solo movie because there are a million different stories they could tell, and if... For the next five years, all we get is Holland Solo movies. I'm gonna be really, really disappointed. Hmm. I yeah. I don't. Th- I think that that's um. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that Alden Ehrenreich is not that good. Which is perfectly <laughs> like it's perfectly reasonable because Harrison Ford as Han Solo is like the best thing ever. So. I don't, I don't think that they're going to be shoving it down our throats. Like, they're going to realize, okay, this isn't the same. It's okay. So we're going to use this. We're going to use him a little sparingly. So I, I wouldn't be, I don't think I would be too concerned about getting oversaturated with the solo. But that's just me. I don't think he's going to be, he'll be fine. But I don't think he's going to be great. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, and we really don't know much about anything they have planned with Han Solo, aside from who they cast and that they have a movie. But um, I, I don't – I don't know. I mean, it's – if he's going to be in multiple movies, I just – yeah, I, I hope they don't shove him down our throats. If he's good, I'm sure he's going to be great, actually, as Han Solo. But I just really just don't want – it's really just – I just don't want three Han Solo movies. Like, I don't mind if he shows up in, like, whatever their third anthology movie is, but – or maybe or Obi-Wan or, or Rogue One or something like that, but – you know, right? I don't know. That's interesting. Cody, what do you what say? You? It's uh, it's fine. Let him. I don't want the trilogy, but he's gonna be okay. If I can remember what movie he was in. Yeah, I think that's a Hill Caesar. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He's getting that. It'll all come into focus once we get more information on other standalones. Because we do have like that one unconfirmed. That who's directing the one? That one? 
It was, a, um, it, was a, it was Josh Trank for a while, and then they dropped him. Yeah, somebody else. Yeah, they didn't replace him yet. So. Oh, they didn't. Oh, that's no. that's a good sign. I don't. I all I want is a Han Solo v versus Boba Fett story of some kind of like a Manhunter story. That would, that'd be cool. Like if that if that's what it turns out to be, like oh he's Han Solo for two movies, and then for the third it's a straight up Solo v Boba Fett, Dawn of Space Ooh, Wars. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dawn of the cameo that is Boba Fett. Dawn of the Sarlacc Pit. I don't know. Dawn of Sarlacc. But it's exciting, nevertheless, and we'll see. I think Lord and Miller's is Star Wars is going to be the most ballsy thing I think we see from the Star Wars property, like, ever. So I'm curious to see that. All right, Josh, what's next? Uh, next up, uh, have either of you guys played the game The Division? Yep. Uh, did you say Tetris by any chance? Because if that's <laughs> the case, then yes. Uh, well, apparently it's getting a movie. Oh, and yeah, it's got some pretty good actors. Yeah, and Jessica Chastain will be playing a role in it. Bay. Isn't um, Jake Gyllenhaal connected to the movie? Too? Yep, he is. He's he's starring in it. So, what is the division? I have no um, idea. Cody's going to tell what the division is. Um, that was a weird voice. I'm sorry, I did that. Yeah, okay, um, Bill Cosby. Why don't you take a step back? <laughs> well, basically, the bullet points for the division is that there was a terrorist attack that was a chemical-based thing. It basically fucked up New York City, mm-hmm. and there's these group of sleeper agents that are known as the division for some reason i guess and now you gotta go around and loot new york city that's the game anyway i don't know how they're gonna make a movie out of it Hmm. the story was all right you just figure out who did it and why so i'll watch it this makes me think that like hollywood especially they're really banking on assassin's creed and that puts a lot of pressure on them because if that movie if that movie sucks uh, and like doesn't do well financially, then, man, I think that this, I think this will probably get pulled. I think what it is is that Ubisoft is really focusing on movies for some reason instead of games, because hmm. they made both that and Assassin's Creed. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the same studio, so they must be. They either they're confident or they just don't know what the hell is going to happen, so they're setting oh up something just in case. But Jake Gyllenhaal. He's never been a franchise like big movie kind of guy, and I just it's it's weird to me that this is what he chose as to be a franchise kind of. I mean, he vehicle. already kind of did it with uh, that other video game movie. Yeah, but nobody that, that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, nobody cared I, I about that movie. Like I'm saying, he he's he hasn't done a superhero, he hasn't done Star Wars, and for a modern actor, like that's kind of amazing in a way. He's been like offered and almost taken like. A lot of different roles in those. I don't know. We just. I don't know. Maybe he's just not interested in it. Yeah. I don't like. I, I if if he's not Batman, then I don't really care. I don't want to do <laughs> anything else. What so. if he was the Riddler in Ben Affleck's Solo? What if he was? What if? And here's an idea: Ben Affleck solo movie, Jake Gyllenhaal starring as Tommy Elliot. So he's Hush. Yeah. That'd be fucking That'd be cool. sweet. That would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I think Hush about... is a great story. That that should be adapted. I think. Wow. Yeah. So my my thought processes most of the time are either I wonder how what my cat's doing right now, and like thinking about awesome Batman movies, <laughs> just making them in my head and be like, oh, that'd be so fucking cool. Because like Jan- Joan Hall can play young, and I feel like those two, like if you if you make uh, Tommy Elliot a little bit younger than Bruce, maybe like a a twelve and nine kind of a deal, like where he's sort of his little brother. And that okay. kind of a deal. 
Yeah. I don't know. You could I could pitch a Batman movie like in at any time any anywhere. So, <laughs> I'm fucking down. But um yeah, Division, that could be interesting. Chastain. She's when you're speaking of somebody who's flirted with franchises, she's another one. She was going to do um was it Mission Impossible 5? She and, was going to be in Iron Man 3. Yeah, in Iron Man 3 like a couple things and she seems picky as hell. So, I'm it's interesting to me that she's taken taken up this one. But hmm. I hope I just hope love is the answer. That's all. I hope love is always the answer. It's yeah. the only thing that can transcend time and space. That's true. That's true. I was at Coldplay last night, so I can I can vouch. <laughs> love. Did love. you feel it? I felt it. Chris Martin's the most adorable human being on the planet. I, I imagine he thanked you guys about ninety times during the concert. Ninety six, but that's okay. It's close. It's cute. Um. All right, Josh. What's next? <laughs> all right. Next up is talk about another video game movie. Boy. Um. One that I'm a little more excited about uncharted we have a we have a writer oh really written by uh joe carnahan who did the gray Ooh. and he directed the a-team Ooh. i did not see that it's pretty good um but yeah uh and i who else was it uh uh yeah yeah yeah. that's what he did um and so that's where we're at right now this this movie's been in development since 2009 so I mean I think this is pretty meaningless. He's probably just gonna do a draft on it, and then <laughs> that was give... said, that was said so sadly. I think it's kind of meaningless. It, it's it'll, it'll it'll just happen, and then they'll get another writer, and then another writer, and another writer, and eventually it'll happen, and it'll probably be yeah, not that great. I wasn't like David O. Russell gonna do this at some point? Yeah, it was gonna be David O. Russell it's and ridiculous. Mark Wahlberg, and it was oh and it sounded it sounded horrible from the way they <laughs> described it. Yeah, um, they were gonna make it like a mob movie. I don't even know. I have no idea what the, it was like. Going to be a mob movie about family. I'm like, what? But that's not. That sounds nothing like Uncharted. <laughs> Say, his family's not even in the series I know. until I Uncharted I th- Four. I think I think they were changing it to make solely his dad or something. Yeah, that's those not are how things. that works. Yeah. Play the games, Mason. You own them. <laughs> I do. I own three of them, but I'm bad at. Them. I'm so like, why would I? Why would I invest time into playing Uncharted when I could beat Batman: Arkham Knight for the third time? Like honestly, so, let's so really beat it three Batman. times. Yeah, well, I'm working on three right now. Do you 100% it every time, or I 100% it on the normal and then new game plus. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm do- I'm not surrounded in girls 24/7. You're an absolute madman. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> all right, Josh. Uh, what's next? All right. Um, so the final thing I have, unless you have anything else to add, is that uh, Lights Out, which is a movie came out a couple weeks ago. It's getting a sequel. I don't know if either of you guys saw the movie. I did. Did you end up seeing it? I saw it. I really liked it. Mm. I want to take a look at it. Um, but yeah, it's a really good horror movie. Um, not like anything amazing, but it's a nice little kind of. We've gotten these like this wave of kind of like a maybe you could say a comeback for horror in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is you know right up there. It's a really good movie. Um, really, I don't know if the cast is coming back. If it's going to be the same group of characters, but. I like the movie. Um, I think what's his name, David Sandberg, director. Um, I think he's coming back too. So I don't know if they set a date for it, but they're doing a sequel. Um, the, the movie so lend itself to a sequel. It, I would say it's pretty wrapped up and done, but um, there are things you could do. But I don't really, I don't know what they would be. But it's, uh, it's already a cash grab. That's kind of sad. Yeah, but it's like I don't. I like the characters enough, and I like what David Sandberg did, like as a director, that I love to see them come back and him work with them again. So, okay. hmm. uh, a couple of things that I'd noticed, uh, 
over the course of this week is a that Avengers Infinity War is like splintering off and they're and Marvel sort of shifting it around. So it was it, they announced it a while ago as Infinity Infinity War Part One and Two, and now they're like, nope, it's Infinity War, just that. And then the the fourth the next movie that was Part Two is now an untitled Avengers movie. So that's interesting. I honestly I think this is like a a non-story. Because to me, it's just like Avengers, it was pretty much always going to be Avengers 3 and 4. It was just called Infinity War Part 1 and 2. They're just, it just happens to have the same kind of continuing story, but they're standalone movies. Like everyone, everyone. Wait, so it's it's a continuing story, but it's standalone? You can have that. I mean, it's like, it's like right. a. That's kind like, of, a, I think that's like a. The Pirates, like the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. Okay. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Like Dead Man's Chest and Outworlds, and they're two standalones. They're not good, but there's two. Uh, oh, um, those are fun movies. They're they shots people, people don't. Outworlds End is garbage, but no, yeah. Outworlds End. End's cool. They that those movies build a mythology, and I love that of from, of what walking crabs. Yeah, it's awesome. Freaking rock crabs or whatever. I they love turn, it. turn I, into a giant lady with dreadlocks. I don't know. Yeah, it's so cool. Those movies know. are fucking fun. I love them. But anyway, anyways, but yeah, yeah, I don't, it's there's two standalone movies. Everyone's like, I've seen people making a big deal about like, oh, they're they're it's Infinity War is going to be all over and done at one movie now. And now they're not even doing part two. And it, but the Russo brothers said, no, we're still nothing's changing except the title. That's it. It's just a title change. And everyone's thinking the movie is going to be completely different. And it's going to be Avengers four is going to be completely new. And like. No, it's the same. They already said that if it, uh, they're going to change the titles a while ago, because mm-hmm. in before it was announced as Infinity War Part One and Two, yeah. it was originally called Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Ooh. War. So, it's probably just going to be maybe they'll change it to that again. I don't know, but the, I I don't see it as that big of a deal. Hmm. So. Okay, but I think that means that Marvel is going to be implode on itself. And we don't have to see any more of them. And then Kevin Feige is gonna, I don't know, quit. He's Hang gonna himself. No, that was, he that's... still got Star Wars, right? So he doesn't care. No, no, I don't think they have Star Wars. But hmm. Kevin Feige doesn't have Star Wars. Oh no, I thought that he was part of Disney. No. Fuck it, guys. I'm sorry. I thought they were. Well, they were. There's a lot of like logistical garbage that is I around he all was that. The, like the CFO or whatever, CEO of Disney. Pretty sure Kevin Feige is a lizard person. Oh, that's probably true. So, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, one other thing that I... Fr- oh, yeah. One other thing that I mentioned to you guys last week. And, I don't know. I'm probably the only person in the world that cares about this. But it looks like we're getting a sequel to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Okay. Cool. It's one of my I favorite still movies. Seen, still haven't seen it. It's so good. You got to watch it like th- at least three times to be able to truly appreciate it. Oh, but shit. It's kind of amazing. And it's sort of the best movie ever. But, I don't know. Ever. Uh, if if there are people out there that like it, then you know, hit me up. Let's let's talk. But let's date. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, but I'm I'm super psyched about it. I think uh, I I read the second book. I'm s- still haven't gotten around to the third, but I'm excited and it could be fun. Uh, all right. So let's move on and let's talk about Suicide Squad because that's coming out. And just for just out for um to keep our integrity intact. So, reviews have already come out for this. They're starting trickling on Rotten Tomatoes. I've been asleep. 
Cody's been working, and Josh, I assume, has been watching Star Wars of some kind. So <laughs> reading, not watching. reading, reading. Okay, that's the only thing you read. Oh, you read Star Wars books. It's amazing. Well, I'm gonna read Harry Potter. Too. Okay, well that's that's at least okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Suicide Squad predictions. You're gonna have. I guess you're just gonna have to trust us on this one, cause like, why would we lie about this? Who cares? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? So of course we're gonna do Rotten Tomatoes score and box office. So Fuck. that's going to be fun. Opening weekend box office. So, Josh, why don't you start us off with uh, your rotten t- final Rotten Tomatoes prediction as of recording. Not like if it's like 83% when we record, but then it goes to like 82, you still win because it's when we record. So, All right. uh, fire away. Well, I'm going to play it safe this time because I got burned on Batman vs. Superman. You did. Um, like toast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 50%. Wow. That's surprising. I think it'll be split down the middle. So. And were you So why why 50%? I thought you thought this was going to be a good movie like David Ayer's a great I director all that kind of stuff. I think it's going to be good. It's just He's I just think... playing it safe. No, yeah. you got no. He has no faith. You have no I faith have, in this movie. I have faith. I think why, I'm gonna, why pick 50%? I think I'm going to like it, but I think there are other people that are going to be turned off by it. You you have no integrity. You're just trying to play the game. You're not speaking from the heart. All right, 50%. It's fine. I don't know. I mean, there's people that, like, it's same. I feel uh, Fury was kind of the same way. Like, I think Fury is a really good movie, but it wasn't, like, a critical darling, and there was a lot of people that didn't like it. But End of Watch kind of was. Cool. End of Watch was great, but that's one movie. I don't know. All right. Well, all right. Well, box office. Let's hear it. Um, I'm going to go 100 and... 15 million. Okay. All right. So, Cody, let's hear from you next. 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, fuck. 150 million. 150. Dollars. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Okay. That's fine. That's a big number. Well, when it's Will Smith and there's yeah, the Jill Smith, I could buy that. I don't really think about that. Yeah, true. I could buy that because he still puts butts in seats. Uh, all right, so, hmm, 50 and 65. You go right for the middle, aren't you? 57. Trying, trying to think of a number below zero? Yeah, what's 57.5%? Uh, that rounds up to 58. No, uh, let's see. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a good movie, nor do I think it's going to be well-received. So I'm going to go 43%. What? Why 43? <laughs> because... It's it, such so random. Say forty five. Be an adult. Fine, I'll go forty five percent, Cody. Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, for money. Jeez, I don't even know. I don't think this is gonna do that well. To be honest with you, I'm gonna go an even one hundred million dollars. Cause okay, not bad. I don't know how this gets in the the general public. I don't know how people can just say, hey, let's go see Suicide Squad, like. The- People love the trailers, and it's something different. It's not that different. It's people. It's still, it's still comic, comic book people doing. Yeah, but it's big not. Action stuff. It's different. It's the same way that Deadpool was different. But it's still. Ooh. It falls underneath the umbrella of a superhero movie. So I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't. I've never. I thought this was gonna be trash from the beginning. So I guess we'll have to wait and see whether or not I was right. <gasps> <But>. <laughs> Or maybe not. Maybe it's great. I don't know. But 
Jared Leto, the Jared Leto's Joker is huh, cancer. He's awful. Pretty much. <laughs> There's no defending that. Like that's that me. Like just his inclusion, that character's inclusion, knocks it down to like an eighty percent for me. And I read today that Will Smith hates him. So that's like he. I mean. Apparently, Will Smith held a ca- held like a cast party at his house, and he's like, "I didn't invite Jared Leto because I thought he would like break pictures of my family and eat them." Like he's, I think he was joking because he's been talking of him up a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Will Smith is speaking from the heart there. Maybe if he doesn't even know it. But all right, well, Suicide Squad, we'll find out soon. That's <laughs> oh boy. All right, <laughs> so let's move on and talk not just about Jason Bourne. But about the Jason Bourne series. Oh boy. Really excited. Fourth or fifth installment, whatever you want to call it. So now we've all seen them. Yep. Important ones at least. So Cody, since you just uh, you've just been burning through these this week, I want to hear your just your thoughts on the Bourne trilogy, and uh, we'll work into the new installment in just right. a bit. These movies are serially okay. Okay. They're fine. They do their job. They're, I hate the editing. I hate how shaky everything is. I don't like the fight scenes. I like the fight scenes when they focus on it, and you can actually see Matt Damon kicking ass, but half the time it's like I'm watching Cloverfield, and I can't understand what's going on. Um, the first one was probably my favorite because it was the only one that doesn't follow a formula which the Born Supremacy created. Which was, oh no, there's this thing, we have to expose it. Let's get Jason Bourne, he can help. They do that both in Bourne Supremacy and Ultimatum. You cannot deny that, no matter how hard you try. I don't know, I just, they were fine. Okay. Will I watch them again when they're on? Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, favorite of the favorite of the trilogy? Me? Yeah. Was a born identity. Okay, that's interesting. So now we're we're across the board, aren't we? Huh. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. Uh, so as for me, uh, I came onto these a little late. I sort of ran. I got them all on DVD because I heard that they were good, and I just sort of on one Memorial Day, I just kind of sat down and watched all of them. So that was don't know, don't quite know why, and I've sort of done that every Memorial Day since. Again, I don't know why. I just do it, and I really <laughs> like these movies. I think that they are. They are entertainment done extremely well. Like, they're not anything that complex or sophisticated. They're just, they're pulpy in a way. And I've always liked that about them. And they're, 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 I, I like the action. I, for one, am a person, I don't get the just shaky cam criticisms at all. Maybe that's just how my eyes are. But you understand that it's there. Yeah, like, I know it's there. It just doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't, it's not even, I don't even think about it. I've never, ever been bothered by shaky cam maybe it's because i like i've dabbled with video cameras before and i do shaky cam without even knowing it so like it there's nothing wrong with it i know it's not that i like it i just don't i'm just indifferent towards i don't think it's that big of a deal doesn't really it doesn't impact my movie watching experience positively or negatively i'm just sort of okay that's a way to do something which is fine and um but yeah I, i i'm a big fan of this series i think they are extremely entertaining matt damon is it's a really good vehicle for him because i feel like he's a really smart guy that doesn't want to do a lot of big stupid movies and this keeps him from having to do big stupid movies (laughs) which is always i find that interesting and 
But one one little nitpick I have about these is that people call them spy movies when they're not like at all. They're they're like, like assassin. They're assassin movies. Like he's not a spy. He's an he assassin. He works for the CIA. Not anymore. He's a rogue agent now. He used he, did. To, he used to work for the CIA, but he doesn't now. And he did some spying before he killed them. Yeah, I don't know. I've always felt he's more of an assassin than a spy. Like he even when he goes on that boat, he goes to kill the dude. Like that's what assassins do. Not. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not spies. But that's, that's just that's just a little nitpick of mine because like. People go, oh, these are the best spy movies. These are better than Bond. It's like, well, they're not spy movies. No. Like, spy movies are like Bond, Kingsman. That's a spy movie, sure, I guess. Kingsman not a is. It's not a great. good one. Not a good one. But uh, Tinker Taylor is a spy movie. Uh, what is it? Clear and Present Danger. Like the the Jack Ryan movies. They're spy movies. Yeah. This one, it's not. He's an assassin, not a spy. But th- I just wanted to set the record straight there. Okay. Thank um, you. Yeah. <laughs> My, I. It's weird. Like. <sighs> My, my my memory's a little foggy on identity, but from what I remember, the last two are pretty much the same movie where it's Jason Bourne being tracked down by, like, the, the CIA or the establishment or whatever, and um, and there's some program that he has to get to the root of, and there's an old douchey bureaucrat that he needs to stop, and, like, so logically in my head, I should be like, well, these are just sort of the same thing, they're not really that interesting, but somehow they are, and somehow I love them, even though... Just from my personal taste, maybe I shouldn't, but that's kind of a beautiful thing. So, and uh, it's the I just, beauty of film. Yeah, it's it's the beauty of film. Uh, and my favorite, my favorite, like I said last week, is Supremacy. I just only mostly for the moment of when Jason Bourne's looking through the sniper rifle, and he's just like, uh, just like, oh, we're gonna have to find uh, what what's her face, and he's like, oh, that wouldn't be hard. She's standing right next. Oh, to that him. was cool. And then the, the theme kicks in. They're like, oh my god, he's he's near us. Oh, it's just so fun. And I just like. On the run, sort of chase action movies are just a weakness of mine, and these are some. These are that done extremely, extremely well. So, Josh, let's hear from you. Um, I love the Bourne movies. I think they're <gasps> great. Oh, <laughs> oh my! God. What was that? Yeah, you just—it's a lot of passion. So into it, the, the, the amount of emphasis you put on the word love. Yeah, I love the Bourne. It's Bourne love, movies. Tars. It is love. Um, I think all three of these are better than the movie that that happens in. Um. But uh, and these are great spy movies that are are better. They aren't spy movies. Yes, they are. How are they spy movies? Because they're espionage and he doesn't espionage. Spying on anything. Yeah, he's not. I mean, they're spying on him. Yeah, that's still spy. But he's not. He's just killing folks, and for the most part, they're just (laughs) killing folks. It's a spy movie in the same way that Captain America Two is a spy movie. Yeah, no, but it's not. That's not a spy movie. That's I consider an that. Thriller. I consider that a spy movie. Okay, you talk. I'm gonna look up the definition of a spy movie. <laughs> Don't you have this memorized by now? I know, but I want to prove you wrong. Oh God. Um, but anyway, um, I love. I think they're great movies. Um, I think the Born Identity is my least favorite of the three, of the first three anyway. Um, and I really love it. I think it's a great movie. Um, and then. I think two and three get better and better. Um, I supremacy. I love supremacy. I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, my favorite scene is at the end when he goes and talks to the uh, daughter of the two people that he killed. Oh yeah, that was a cool. That's, scene. that's that's like I thought that was a really great. Like it's that kind of like it's building up this big finale and then it's just this quiet moment. I love I love that about it. Yeah, um, sorry, I killed your dad. <laughs> I didn't um, mean yeah. it. I swear I was brainwashed. 
Um, but yeah, and then we get to Ultimatum, and that's my personal favorite. Uh, Born Ultimatum is basically a two-hour-long chase scene with some, with some you know um, pieces of the plot kind of brought up here and there, and that's what I love about it. Um, and I actually love the fight scenes. I think they're some of the best fight scenes in all of like the last well, decade. There's one in the Born Ultimatum that is incredible. The, f- the fist it, fight in yeah, Born the one like, is phenomenal. That comes directly after that chase. Yeah, it's he ends up choking that guy out. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Um, and as I don't have, I I think that the thing is there's a difference between shaky cam and handheld camera work. Whereas I see shaky cam is like a movie where they're literally like the hunger games, the first hunger games where you literally like shake the camera all over the place and it's just blurry. Yeah. Um, that's what you're taught. That's the born. No, movies. I no, I don't think that's the born movies at all. Whereas the fight the scenes, movie, anyway. Not the fight scenes. I think the born movies mainly supremacy and ultimatum because they didn't really do it in the first one. Um, cause they got Paul Greengrass to do it for the second two. Um, but he just, it's just holding the camera and not using a trap. It's just, you know, moving it, feel having it kind of move naturally as like not shaking, but not keeping still, like kind of having subtle movements and like being moved on place. I think, and it's, I think it's the very... point, yeah, I think what, what you're sort of dancing around is like shaky cam. It tries to simulate how you, how yeah, you would see something. Yeah. I think the, the difference is shaky cam is meant to distract from bad action. Yeah. Whereas handheld is there to, it's to give you a different perspective. I think. Yeah is to kind of, you know, emphasize or add more intensity to the action. Right. Um, How could you say something that intelligent, but also say this is a spy movie? Like, come on. <laughs> what the hell? Um, but yeah, I love the fight scenes, and I, I, I just love Paul Greengrass's style. I love that whole handheld style, like he did it in uh, the Tom Hanks movie, Captain Phillips, right, right. and in United 93. Um, and I think it, he, he just uses it so well. He, he's one of the few people that actually knows how to do it right. And I like the kind of quick cut editing style because he does it in a way where you can you hit, you feel and see every kind of quick movement, um, especially, like you said, in that uh, fight scene. Um, but yeah, overall, I love the Born Ultimate. I love the trilogy as a whole. I didn't see that other one with that other actor who why? isn't Matt Damon. A, I don't know why you hate it so much. I don't hate it. I just didn't see it. I just don't care about it. Well, you just keep calling it that other one. It's called The Born Legacy. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, if it's not, if it's called Born, I want it to star Born. And it yeah, that's weird. I just don't, I don't care about ever seeing that movie. That'd be I'd like, Legacy. It, that would be like Batman Begins starring Batmite or something like that. It would just be like, what? What? What are you doing? He, we, that's not who this is. Uh, <laughs> I never saw it. Like, I, so I don't. Maybe it connects with the Born in some way, but it's just, I don't know. They they gave it the right title, calling it the Born Legacy. That's a good idea. Uh, whatever. Um. So yeah, Josh. The a spy the spy film genre deals with the subject of fictional espionage either in a realistic way, such as the adaptations of Jean Le Car, or as a basis for fantasy, such as James Bond. Uh, da, 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 da. Spy films show the espionage activities of government agents and their risk hey, to be discovered uh, by their their enemies. Uh, from Nazi stuff to James Bond, blah 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 blah. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, so you're wrong. You you just proved my point. Espionage, hiding from the government. Yeah, but he's not the one doing espionage. So the main. Well, it char- sounds like the definition of espionage is it's like two organizations against each other. Yeah, like James Bond, it's it's Britain against whoever with uh. With Tinker Taylor, it's Britain against Russia. Like there needs to, for a spy for it to be a spy movie, somebody needs to be 
like both sides need to be spying for an entity of some sorts. These aren't spy movies because Jason Bourne is the main character is not doing anything for anybody but himself, which is fine. It's just that's not what that is. I was still considering a spy movie, but it's not. That's <laughs> it's just not. Well, to me, it is. Oh, savage! Oh my god, <laughs> can't win. You are so wrong. You know what? Then I'm gonna call Room uh, an action thriller. <laughs> Okay. Starring Liam Neeson. I don't know. Oh, that's the dream. Can we get that remake? I'm sure you could splice together Room with Taken and make a really interesting film. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> Liam Neeson wrecking dudes. As as they're doing the whole escape sequence in Room, mm-hmm. you should spoiler alert. Um, you should intercut that with the scene from Taken where he's chasing on he's on the highway driving backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. Except in this one, he runs over Jacob Tremblay to shut oh, him boy. up for good. Oh. Hey, man. Hey, where's the, where's the sink? Like, shut up. Ma. He always said ma, not mom. Whatever. Come on. That's an overrated movie. I don't like it. Anyways, let's talk about Jason Bourne, Jason Bourne, like the actual movie, which is also not a spy film, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, I I thought this was cool. Like, it's 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 okay. It's a little hollow. It's obviously nowhere near as good as the last movies, the last three movies. Just I don't know. Maybe you guys have a different opinion, but that's just sort of that's just sort of mine. Um, yeah, it's it's really nothing that's that special. And I guess I was assuming it'd be it'd be as good as the other three, for the sole fact that it's like, well, this came out nine years later, so I'm sure that they have a good reason to make this. When it turns out they really didn't, other than. Uh, hey guys, so that Jeremy Renner thing didn't work out, so <laughs> can we give you both like $80 million each to come back and fix this? And they're like, okay. And they sort of just slapped together a movie that, I don't know, didn't really feel like it needed to be made in hindsight. Um, but Cody, what are your initial thoughts? I liked it a lot. Okay. I, um, I didn't think that it was unnecessary. I didn't think that any of those movies were necessary, other than the first one, but I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Plus, Baby Girl was in it, so true. You knew I was gonna like it at least for that. She wore the same outfit the whole time, which it, was I, like it didn't even make me mad though. I was like, oh, you look good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it, just, that, that, it followed that, the formula of those supremacy and ultimatum. So mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, here I am again. This time, Tommy Lee Jones is here. That's cool. He's a good actor, I guess. Yeah. It's like sort of looking in a mirror whenever I see him. It's like, oh, it's just like me. Uh, Josh, initial thoughts on Jason Bourne? It's really good. It's not as amazing as the last three, but I really liked it, and I would like to see more. I would just like them to maybe leave a little more of an impact in the future. Right. But I, I really enjoyed it. It's a solid summer action movie. Okay. That's really all I got to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that we're, I think just collectively, and every, I think everybody's guilty of this, is that I think we're looking at it with a lot less of an eye for criticism just because it's part of the Jason Bourne series. Where, like, if I think that this was the first movie that came out as under the J, under the Bourne banner, I think it'd be like, well, that was kind of a sort of a shitty kind of paint-by-numbers action thriller. So, but at the same time, I'm also, I also don't care because I love the first three, so... It's it's just this weird middle ground almost, but uh, it's it's a confusing movie and I want it, I wanted to like really I want to come on here, 
and say like, oh, this is this fits right in. It's you know, ju- it's just as good as the other three. Just you know, the only I just prefer I prefer others, but I really can't say that because it's it is sort of it's reaching and not grasping that much. I think yeah. that's okay. Uh, so some specifics, I guess, is just the main. Let's start. We'll start with the main cast. So obviously Matt Damon's back. Is he better than ever, or did he kind of? What do you What do you guys think about that? It's basically the same as he was in the last three. Yeah, except a bit he's, older. He has less lines. <laughs> but he doesn't really need to talk. He has like very little dialogue. Did you notice that? Like he does not talk a lot in this movie. I realized that in, in retrospect. Like after, yeah, me too. But a lot of him was just doing threatening looks, and I was okay with that. Yeah, but these really aren't that big of talking movies, especially on his side. Like, yeah. He's sort of, no, yeah, he's, it's all in the CIA who usually talks. Yeah, he's really what the plot bounces off of, not starts with. Like it, it, I mean, this movie is... <laughs> the first thought I had when this ended, I was like, you could just replace the title Jason Bourne with Fast Walking. Like That's pretty much <laughs> what a majority of this movie is, is people walking fast. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it's... Mm, I, think, uh, I think Matt Damon, he's... He's able to shine in this just because he does have that charisma where I, I don't think I, I, I can't take my eyes, eyes off him in any movie that he's in. And he uses that, I think, to his advantage. <laughs> uh, as for the newcomers, I think Tommy Lee Jones fit in well. He was sort of wasn't really that much of an out of the box choice for this. Like it's just he's the crotchety old man CIA director. Like that's kind of par for the course. That's what you'd expect from Tommy Lee Jones at this point. But uh, Alicia, I thought Alicia. Oh, maybe, was... maybe I'm a little biased here, but I really, she's great. She was amazing. And I love her. I've heard some Even people say she was very she's kind of wooden in this, but yeah, that's I. I've heard. I'm okay say, with it. Yeah, I've heard people say that like, oh, she's underused, but it's like everybody's kind of underused in these. Look movies. at your cast. I mean, Christ. Yeah, and you can't have like, especially in Jason Bourne, they do this smart. You can't have any other protagonist fighting but him. Like, he yeah. needs to be the only one doing things, like, with his fists and stuff. Like, everybody else just has to play on the sidelines. Yeah, you can give him a bad guy to fight fight with, but overall, just le- got to leave it be. <laughs> um, other newcomers, uh, really not that many. They kind of got the main people back. Oh, I, I thought Vincent Cassell Castle was great. Which one was he? He was the, the assassin. That he, the asset? Yeah, the asset. That was him. Has he been in anything else? He kind of looks familiar. Uh, he's been in a couple things. He's been Let's look. IMDb. Nothing really. I, I, he just has a familiar face, and I think he has like a scary face. If that makes. He sense. does. He looks like a bad guy. Uh, he was in Black Swan. That makes sense. I haven't seen that. So. Okay. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Vincent Cassell? He was good. No. Not much he was to in do. But... Shrek. Somebody. Anyways. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Josh, you do you think he was like how does how do you think he stacks up to the I mean the big bad I, assassins of old like Clive Owen or what's his as name? A, Carl as a character as Carl Urban as a character I thought he was cool like I liked that he was kind of had this history with uh, Bourne but yeah I mean he was fine he was cool he was pretty menacing and I I loved the fight he had with Bourne at the end yeah that was oh, yeah. that was great um but yeah I, I my favorite of all those like assassin type characters. Is probably the Carl Urban one from Supremacy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I liked Edgar Ramirez in Ultimatum. They, they just cast really good assassins. Like, yeah, that's a very simple thing that movies can do. Is just like 
it's sort of um it's kind of like their boba fett where it's like let's have this kind of cool guy who's they don't need to talk all they need to be do is get it fighting yeah like and be a match for jason Bourne when no one else is that kind of makes it uh that kind of makes the movie feel uh a little bit more tough and i guess it makes the main character feel a bit more vulnerable because like oh this guy is just as good as he is but uh what what's some what are some positives you guys have about it the action yes uh, the action's great, just as great as it was in, even though it's not as, um, I think the main, I think my main issue as a whole with this movie is that it feels like pretty much, it's pretty much as well made in most aspects as Ultimatum and Supremacy. It's just really toned down mm-hmm. and it doesn't have the intensity or that kind of like, just like really pack that really major punch that those ones do. Right. Um, and it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have quite as much depth as those ones do. Um, and, but it's still like really enjoyable and I think it's really solid. And I just, I like the action scenes. I think I actually really liked the story with the, um, kind of the app or whatever it was we were doing the social media thing. Oh, really? I, I like that. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was, followed the formula though. That was, it was it, yeah, it followed formula, but it was like, it was something a little bit different from the last two, which weren't something like that. It was kind of brought it more into like, this our general like where we are now because that was like 10 years ago yeah but at the same time that's sort of a a tried and true yeah it's like it's plot point. like they use an inspector yeah. they use it in kingsman i can't they're, I, they're using something else that i can't remember but it it just seems like that's sort of a tired thing like oh yeah social media is this social media is that okay move on but i i kind of agree with you but at the same time they did they brought in one different element that they that I thought could have been the plot of the movie, but instead it become it's just sort of like an aside by Tommy Lee Jones, and it's just they mention it and they move on. But Which in that scene, that? no, I'm, I'm explaining. Well, let us know, come on. Yeah, in that scene where Tommy Lee Jones and the the social media dude, Deep Dream, which is the worst name for anything ever. Like, <laughs> that's that's my main thing I don't like about when they use social media. They always pick the worst, most stupid names. But anyways, um, they do talk about like um, Tommy Lee Jones mentions like, oh well, you know. It's through your it's through your social media that people like you know they they basically said it without saying like ISIS is able to do what they do and I thought that was really interesting because I don't I haven't seen a movie that uses social media as a plot point talk about the responsibility of it because like there are terrorist organizations and stuff that they use social media to not just like recruit people but to spread information and gain intelligence and so when I heard that I was like okay cool so we're not gonna just do the stupid social media government spying thing we're gonna like talk about this movie's gonna be an allegory for how social media can influence and is aided by or aids terrorism in a way but then we just looked at you and said fuck you pretty much and then it's just like nope never mind now we're just gonna do like oh we're gonna we're using it to spy on people and the whole ethics of spying is just such a here's, tired here's argument the plot to uh, the born supremacy here you go yeah just gonna redo that real yeah. quick <laughs> exactly so I was a little bummed out that I think they had just in a line of dialogue. I think they had a concept for the movie that, and they just decided to just sort of do this, which is perfectly fine. But I think it it could have been better. And I think that they knew, they, maybe they didn't know, but they had the tools right in front of them to make this better and make it really interesting. Because I have, I certainly haven't heard the social media responsibility angle from anything, and I think that really would have helped it out. Can just make sort that of. Movie. Yeah, just to sort of streamline things. But what do you guys think about that? Do you, is that something you you could buy, or do you like it as is? 
I mean, I'm fine with it as it is. I would have, I mean, that would have been better if they went, it would have been, it would have been maybe an improvement, but I was fine with what they went with. It didn't like bother me, Mm -hmm. but I can see that it was probably maybe like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, maybe that'll be a learning thing they come because they'll they'll probably make another one after this. Um, That's that's just something that like, (laughs) just in filmmaking, because like how, what, what's the cycle usually like between when a script is written and when a movie comes out, Josh, is it like a year and a half, two years? It can be anywhere from one to three years. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a mistake for any, for any movie to like write about what's happening right now. Cause it's going to change. Like you need, like the, the reason dark Knight is the dark Knight is so great is it's timeless. Yeah, and because yeah. and it's be- and it's because it's several years away from 9/11 and it gain it has that like outsider's perspective on 9/11. And which it sort of is that movie sort of about terrorism and 9/11 and all that kind of stuff whereas some movies are like it's like oh you're reading the news well now we got to like get in this and see what happens. That doesn't work. TV shows can do it cuz that's a quick cycle and that's stuff like that's still in people's minds yeah. but this whole privacy NSA social media thing is years like nobody cares about that anymore yeah and they keep thinking like if you uh if we bring up edward snowden a lot we can remind people some people shitty the nsa is or some people are like wait who's that who's that again what's like, the they, snowden i don't get it can we wait until that new oliver stone movie comes out first yeah yeah exactly so that's just that's something i've always kind of noticed it's just let's just wait a couple of years to get a perspective on this because once a controversy happens, that's not the big story. It's how it's how whatever controversy affects culture and affects the world. So I think, like I said, I just think that was a, the big misstep in this movie. That was really the only thing that I was thought was bad per se. But um, what other, what other positives or negatives do you guys have? Um, acting was good. Uh, yeah, just across, I mean, just across, across the board. Yeah. I don't like how they had Julia Stiles in the movie for two seconds. They I seem to like to kill off their female main characters as quickly as possible. And when nice. They're, when they're done with their plot. Yeah. Get it. Like in Supremacy? Did that, like, by oh the way, did, that catch you, did that catch you off guard? Yes. Okay. They killed her like 20 minutes into the movie. It was like, not even. Like, it was like, like five yeah. even. Like, it was not... Yeah. Like, why... Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, just, I'm not. I wasn't that sad. I don't think yeah. that she was that pretty, but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So only ugly. So you're fine with ugly people dying? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Donald Trump, <laughs> just like that. Whoa. Uh, well, it'll happen eventually. I'm just saying. So, um, so one question I want to ask you guys is: Are you down? for seeing another Jason Bourne movie in like two or three years and if so what do you what do you think it would what kind of movie do you want to see and what do you think is a good idea of where to take this I would be fine with seeing it I want it just to I don't want the CA involved at all and if they are involved I want him working for it I'm sick of him running away from the CIA okay we've seen that for what four movies now we get it he's better than them Mm mm-hmm that or I want to see him start his own, like counter CIA thing and fight them. That'd be cool. I don't know, just something new. Yeah. Have, have, Sick of the plot. Have, have the CIA re-recruit him and have him fight terrorists. There we go. Yeah, then becomes Zero Dark Thirty. So yeah, but that'd be better than Zero Dark Thirty because yeah, it's Jason Bourne. Zero Dark Thirty is a great movie. It's, real. it's a good movie. That is a great. It actually film. happened. 
Cody, good or great? Zero Dark Thirty. Cast your vote. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's great. Jessica Chastain is great in that movie, oh, but baby. the rest of the movie is good. Oh, come on. You need to that, get some culture, last... boy. What about Chris up? Pratt? He's good in the movie. Oh, Everyone's good in the movie. Oh, Salman Bin Laden. It's just my issue. My, my main issue with that movie is like the final like thirty minutes, like the whole raid scene. What about it? It just it's so you can't see anything. It's just like a. That's it's, because it's in, in the middle of the night and they're yeah, Navy SEALs. What do you, you like don't a need a scene in the Born Ultimatum? Why do they get to see anything if you? Why do you get to see anything if they can? Because can't? it's a movie. So <laughs> what? That's it... it's realistic. That's what it looks like. Anyways, but that's but regard. Let's get back to Jason. Anyway. I guess. Um, so uh. So Josh, you said you would see another movie. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, I'm kind of on the fence. Like, I feel like I've had. I feel like Jason Bourne's story is was over already. It's so over. in the to way find out about his mom still. Oh jeez, yeah, I'll get so, to that too. And his sister, and and all his in his dog. Yeah, yeah, that's that's literally what I wrote down. I was like, okay, so of course you're gonna dip back and dip into the well of the dead dad. Like that's just that's a movie trope that just never seems to go away because it works sometimes, but not here. And it's like okay, well next one, Jason, they're gonna find out who shot his dog and then who killed his barber. So it's just John it's Wick, like, but with Jason Bourne. Yeah, it's just I don't I can't think of where this could go next and be and not be silly like and not betray sort of what the series does. Like with Bond, Bond has an open enough setup where it's okay. You get a mission. You go on the mission, you end the mission. What happens in between? Who knows? Who cares? It's just that you can just plug in the, you know, fill in the blanks. But with Bourne, it's just so specific with four movies already. Like, this movie needed to do something drastically different, and it didn't, to open, to just open the world up. Because these movies are, you're on the run from the CIA, big bad assassin, girl that is trying to help you, uh, bureaucrat that's a dick, and then the Moby theme. And it's just, yeah, it's just so point by point. Like, there's really, there's not much breathing room, I think, with this series. And this, this Jason Bourne, nine years later, with a fresh audience, that was the chance they had to, like I said, open it back up and bring in more possibilities. Where, if anything, they, I think they hurt themselves because now a new audience is is into Jason Bourne, along with the existing audience that is going to be looking for the same thing. So if they try to do something different now. It's going to, I just feel like it's going to come off as out of nowhere. Whereas this one, you really could have done something different when you have that much time between them, but they just didn't. And I was bummed about that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any other positives or negatives, you guys? Yeah, I've, I've uh, got nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's okay. I liked it. It's really good. Just, it, it could have been, I definitely feel like it could have been better. Like, yeah. it, maybe it should have been better with, you know, they brought back the director and Matt Damon, but. I enjoyed it, and I would like to see more. So, still a missed opportunity. But there's still those those cool born moments where he's yeah, you know, got the baseball hat on, and he's going all covert in the stealing stuff. Yeah, stealing still stuff. Has, still has the music at the end, which yeah. I was, it wasn't going to happen. Oh, that's totally going to happen. And when he sh- and when the guy tries to shoot the social media dude, and he shoots him. That's always fun. Um. The the Alicia Vikander story arc. Let's talk about that real quick. I didn't really understand that because she sort of shifted around too quickly. She was trying to make her way downtown, walking back. I mean, trying to make her way up into the uh, CIA ranks, and Tommy Lee Jones is being an asshole. Yeah, I, I feel she like saw Bourne as her ticket to um, sitting in a bigger office. Yeah, 
she did she like destroyed those files but then in the next scene she's like helping born i was just i was a little confused there her her motivations and her whole character was just a little murky for me um but again it was alicia so what 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 really can i say nothing's wrong with it yeah pretty much um but that's about it and then the, the flashback sequences connecting the villain it's like oh he killed my dad it's just the worst that is such a trope and i can't stand it I, just... I mean, but to be fair, it's a trope that uh, Bourne pretty much made. I'm talking about flashbacks. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like fine that. with that. It's just, of course, somebody killed your dad. Like, why do we... Well, I mean, of course it was the agent that yeah. killed your dad, too. Like, yeah, right. that's... Well, you don't say it was that guy. But, uh, how old must he have been? That's interesting. All right, uh, let's give a great game, you guys. Josh, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to go... I'll go 7. I'm also going 7. Nice, guys. We've been really on point with each other recently. Yeah, then Civil War is really the last last one we were... Well, I guess Killing Joke a little bit, because I was like a 9, and Josh really bottomed out on that one. But that's a bonus bonus episode. Who who cares about that? It's not the main canon. Fuck those. You do whatever you want. I could be span. I could speak Spanish the whole time, even you though I, I can't speak Spanish. But uh, all right, watching, reading, listening to. Let's dive right into it. Uh, I saw a couple of movies. First movie I saw was The Others with Nicole Kidman. Have either of you guys seen that? No, no, but I've heard of it, and I've heard it's really good. I, you would love it, Josh. You would absolutely adore this movie. Okay. So I highly, like, I highly recommend you check it out. I thought it was, I thought it was just pretty good. Um, which I think. The twist that it builds to is way better than the movie that comes before it. But the movie that comes before it is extremely well made and it's well acted and all that kind of stuff. I just think that uh, it's it's just a little uneven. Whereas I love the twist, but I just sort of like okay, well that's I don't know if that first half I don't know if that first hour and twenty minutes kind of deserve this, but that's fine. Uh, I had no idea like. I heard that there was a twist, Josh, and I couldn't get. I did not guess it until it happened. And I've seen a lot of movies, so that was awesome. So I was like, "What the fuck? That's crazy!" So I think you'd enjoy it. And the other movie I saw is Princess Mononoke. It's a Hayao Miyazaki Ooh. movie. I'm starting to get into Japanimation. I got that. I I bought that. I bought Spirited Away, and I got Akira. And I'm just really into that animation style. And I'm well. I'm starting to get into it. I'm seeing if it's. I'm checking out the highlights to see if it's something I want to uh, dive deeply into. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is Great. much just. I'm still. I'm still in that area where like I've seen so many cartoons in my life and animation where grisly violence still kind of gets to me and kind of like cre- not doesn't creep me out, but it just gets under my skin. And there's a scene where this main character he's got a bow and arrow and he's standing on this hill. And these two guys on horses are coming at him. And I'll send you guys the video just so you can see it. But he rears back with with the arrow and he just lets it fly. And you hear it whistling. And you just see for a couple seconds the guys on horses coming near him. And it just completely takes a guy's hat off. So. Oh, no, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, you have? And, yeah. Yeah. It is, it's great. It's an amazing movie. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. The, the voice cast, too, is ridiculous. Ridiculously like, good? That's Billy what Bob, I mean. Yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. Like yeah, you never really like. There's another. Uh, He's a great voice actor. Miyazaki movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, let me see what that has. Um, Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, Howl's Moving Castle uh, has uh, Christian Bale that, in it. That's oh. the one I've seen of his. 
I haven't. I've heard that one's overrated, so I haven't. No, it's I, re- I really, it's really good, and you get pro I, uh, Batman voice in it. I, I liked it. It was interesting. It's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a floating castle. It's just strange, but no, I'm, I'm super good. I'm giving that. I'll give that a shot. I'll, I'm gonna watch everything and anything that Miyazaki does. Like, I, re- I've seen bits and pieces of Spirited Away, so I'm excited to sit down and just watch it, watch it, and I'm, but I'm, and I'm going in with the expectations that this is gonna. Cat like launch into my like favorite movies of all time list, and I think that's fair because it's from what I've heard from everybody, it's like one of the best movies ever made. So I feel like those are te- those are good expectations to to keep it under. So, uh, but other than that, and I'm I'm getting the Cursed Child. So Josh and I, when he when we finish that, we'll have to come on and chat about it, and delve into it. So Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, of course. But, uh, all right, Cody, what's up with you? Well, I've finally watched Daredevil, finished the first season of Daredevil okay. after how many fucking years? <laughs> Two? Only about a year. Still. Year and a half, something like that. I tried yeah. to I tried to get through it like four separate times and I couldn't do it. I don't know why. It was really good. It was really good. Wilson Fisk is one of the better villains. He's I think he's the best Marvel villain to date. He's super autistic. Well, he's de- he's definitely behind Malekith, that's for sure. <laughs> Malekith for life, he's the best. All throughout that whole movie, all I could think of was I the thought Malekith Richards just jumped into my head because it spelled <laughs> kind of the same. And I was just like, eh, that'd be funny. But be funny. I'm also a trash person. Yeah, it came out on April 10, twenty fifteen, so come on, Cody. So it's it's been, it's been like a year year and some change. Fuck. Well I'm sorry. I started watching that and I bailed on it because I just got bored, unfortunately. Because I'm. It's real good. It it is. It's. I mean, it's well no made. no house of cards, but. Foggy made me want to kill myself. He oh, was, I love Foggy. He was the worst. He was like the most stereotypical zany best friend. I wanted to die. Oh, I love him. I want him to be my best friend. No, you don't. I hate... What's <laughs> up with it? He needs to get a better haircut because I don't oh, know what's happening with that. He needs to get a better face. That's true as well, and not be so annoying. He just needs he needs to be his character from the Hunger Games Part One. Have his tongue cut out. Yeah, exactly. Say nothing. <laughs> just so they, I really liked him. I thought he was funny. Yeah, you know, he he, he uh, Daredevil can be blind. He can be mute, and the other girl can be deaf, and they'll be like a super superhero team. That'd they, be an they, interesting. They story. form to be one person. Exactly. That's just normal. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like Karen that Karen girl when she was born. They just like shot her up with bleach and just to see what happened, and she ended up like just pale and creepy looking. She's got a future in horror movies, possibly. She's a cutie pie. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I like her. She's just so pale, so white. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> All right. So, you enjoy Daredevil, Cody? I do. You're gonna start season two? Yeah, I already did. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Did you meet Did you meet uh, the puncher yet? Yep. Any great? I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. I hate the Punisher as a villain or as a character. Really? I think he goes against everything that a hero should be. He's not. No, he's an anti-hero. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm so sick of that argument. Anyone who has a hero in there who's trying to do good shouldn't be killing people. Yeah, there like there's an anti-hero, but you have to. Part of that people don't realize is that part of that is actually you have to be heroic in some aspect. And not just. Yeah, like Walter White's a hero because he's doing it for his family. Yada yada yada. you will. I think you'll like him in the show then, because they talk. I, about I, I think that this might be the, um, 
depiction that I like the best, that it makes me like him, because my friend told me that he's basically just Shane from The Walking Dead on steroids. And so even, like, more sociopathic and all that stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Josh, what about you? (laughs) Well, uh, I actually watched this, I think, like, two weeks ago, maybe. Um, But I didn't get to, I never got to talk about it. So, uh, obviously, go back a couple months ago, we talked about a movie called Batman vs. Superman. And I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about it. I didn't like the movie. You said you were mixed towards it. I didn't like it. Well, that's, you did not me, like it. I remember to me, that's that. Not, to me, that's not liking it. Anything, um, But yeah, so now we have the 30-minute extended ultimate cut. For some reason, that's rated R. I don't know. Um, it's blood, bro. Not really. Um, <laughs> there's an f bomb and a little bit of blood. Yeah, that's what uh, that'll do it. Like you can apparently with the MPAA, you can you can say fuck if you want, like, but you can't use it. You can use it as an exclamation and not. But like, not like you're saying you're gonna fuck something. Yeah, like not an action. So that's so dumb. The MPAA needs like need that's how work. um I think that's how the Martian got two of them. Yeah, but didn't get an R rating. Yeah. I don't. I, I think the MPAA does fine. I I'm like usually them. I usually defend them, but sometimes they just the decisions they make just doesn't it boggles my mind. But like um, we're twenty, we're over twenty one years old, so what do we care if something's right? I don't care. Like, <laughs> like I get it if you're sixteen years old and you're like, oh, why can't they just make this PG thirteen? But well, looking at it from like the point, of, I'm obviously I'm not a parent. I don't intend to be a parent anytime in the near future. You're not a parent. That's not the, that's not what the courts told you, Josh. Yeah, I thought we all had kids. Yeah. Um, but if I was, I would, I mean, I can see it from their point of view, why you'd want to like, make sure it's like the MPAA makes sense and does their job well. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, as for the movie, uh, I like this version like a lot. I actually had, it had a big turnaround for me. I think this, the ultimate cut fixed a lot of my problems with the movie. Um, and I think this is a version I do intend on buying it on Blu-ray soon. Um, Sick, dude. So yeah. what? What's your? So give us a give us new a new grade. So, so your first your first grade was like a five and a half, right? Yeah. And if I were to go back, I would have given that just a flat five. Okay. Um, but um, looking, at, I would give this version a seven and a half. Oh, okay. Um, I think this is a huge improvement to me. It's almost felt like a night. And, I felt like I was watching a different movie, and I actually felt like I was. It you was were. Like a, it was an ultimate. Big, uh-huh. Movie. <laughs> uh, but the first, the original cut is like two and a half hours, and that movie felt like it dragged a lot. Whereas this version felt like I was so much more like into it, and I was it was flowing so much smoother that it, I could almost say it felt like a shorter movie. Um, even, even though it still still feels like a long movie, but um, I liked so much more. I actually cared about the characters in this version. I felt that they cause they added I think almost twenty minutes of extra Superman footage. Um, and just you, they actually developed Clark Kent. They showed him, um, you know, investigating, they showed Superman saving people more. They showed the struggle a lot more, um, as opposed to the theatrical cut where it just kind of montages through a couple things and just kind of lets you know a couple things and you're supposed to buy it. And in this version, it feels much more like it's actually a Superman story featuring Batman, as opposed to a Batman story going on in a post-Man of Steel world, if that makes sense. Um, And I like that approach so much more because it really is meant to be a Man of Steel sequel. That's still a whole debate. I don't know. Um, But I like this version a lot more. I think 
I still have major issues with it. Like Martha is stupid. Come um, on. Uh, that, There's no reason. I don't. I still do not get why people think that's stupid. It's it's an. I get. I like the intent behind it. I just think it was poorly written. How and, is it poorly written? It's it's as clear and concise and obvious no, as it can be. No, it's not. It's like yes, it he is. says. He's first of all. Why is Superman saying save Martha? Because He'd it's his mom, so, and he wants her to live. Nobody, nobody says. If nobody calls their mom by their first name like that, that's that's just okay. That's so a, okay. Fine. So all right. So let's say you have your Batman. I'm Superman. You have your foot on my face. Save mom. What? Save mom. Save like, my mom? mother. Who's Save mom? my mother. He's bad. I say he has. I say he has my mother. Well, how is it? Okay. Well, Save how do her. I find your mother? How, Save how Martha. Is... Save Martha. Like he can figure it out. He can figure it out it's, from there. It's, I think the whole Martha thing is so dumb. And it's not it's dumb. Just, it's really it's not. Dumb. I don't it's know. Dumb. It's how, what. In what other ways is it dumb? Because they could have done it so many other better ways to um, convey that. The whole point of the scene is exactly to say, how, what way could they do that? Well, better? The whole point of the scene is to show that Batman kind of has that sudden realization that, oh, Superman's a person with family and people that care about him. And he's not just this, you know, God amongst men that has no thoughts or feelings or regard for humanity. Yes. And I think that's what? the point. I like the purpose behind the scene. Yeah, no, but how did they that. not convey that? Because it comes off the way it comes off. If I look for it when it came off to me eventually, the first way it comes off is. Their moms share the same name. Yeah, that's the point. That's that's how you explain. No, the, that's the not. Relationship that's a terrible way how to that's, explain it. What? I think that's a terrible way. Okay, to explain. rewrite the scene and just how I, do they I, do that better? I can't do that off the top. Of my that's head. your homework for this week. Yeah, I will do. I will think of something. But I don't. I find um, that the most confusing. Like, oh, internet railing against this scene ever. I think that's um, a very good I, scene. I, I think that's. Almost awful. I think that almost ruins that entire. I mean, it, it takes away from the fight as a whole. But, um, I but I do not get it. But other things that still bother me, like there's, like I still don't love Lex Luthor. I think his as a villain, his motivation isn't there. But I like, like I like uh, Eisenberg's performance more this time. I like um, the ending better. I yeah. like the ending. They also have that little uh, line about Arkham Asylum that I thought was cool. Um, and I, I again, I liked uh, his whole thing a little bit more. And just every the problems that I did have didn't bother me as much because this time I felt more invested in the story and the characters. So that and also by the time spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, uh, when you get to the end and Superman dies, I actually cared and I felt like it was earned. I still don't like that they killed Superman two movies into this whole franchise. Load. Yeah, they did it way too early. They should have waited until after Justice League because we already know he's coming back. Mm-hmm. But. I at least this time I felt I actually felt something I was like okay I feel that weight that I'm supposed to feel um so yeah I still have issues with it but this is a movie now that I can actually watch I can sit down and I can enjoy um and overall I just I think this is a much better version of the movie I'm really annoyed that Warner Brothers made them cut down this movie so much like I think it was three months before it came out they cut all this extra stuff out um Mm. so I really hope they learn from their mistake because if this is the version that came out in March, I think it would have been much better received by everyone. It wouldn't be like a master be hailed as a masterpiece or anything, but it wouldn't be sitting at twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. I can guarantee that, and it would have made over a billion dollars. Probably twenty eight percent. It would have made over a billion dollars. I think it would have made over a billion dollars because more no. people. Would have, I, I would have gone back to. I would have paid more money to go back and watch it two or three times if I saw this version the first time. Well, that's... Okay, so as that's $23. To, as, opposed to, as opposed to seeing it once. And then there's no. other people like me 
I don't times think... a thousand to two, three, four, five thousand people out mm-hmm. there that are just like that, that saw the movie once, didn't like it. And then, but if they did like it, they would have gone back and paid to see it two or three more times. I just don't, I, I understand that. I don't think that that's a really, that's maybe a few million. That's not like a billion. Like you need, this movie, it would have gotten to a billion if more, if people hadn't been turned off just by the look of the movie. Like, I think that's the main reason Like people is like, uh, or the ones that didn't like Man of Steel, which a lot of people in general audiences, they didn't like it. So I, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I still think it probably would have gotten like 850. <laughs> If this were the version that came out, but also it's longer, so you can't really do as many showings. So uh, I don't know about that, but maybe that's an alternate universe that would be a fun one to visit. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else, you guys? No, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, next week, Suicide Squad. So that'll be fun. I'm sure. Oh, we'll yeah. All, I'm sure we'll all have a very similar opinion. <laughs> we won't uh, but until next time you can follow us at underscore realflix on the twitter send us an email at realflixpodcast at gmail.com and leave us an iTunes review five stars for or just give us a star for every member of the suicide squad that you don't that you like so that'll probably be three star reviews so Deadshot well now come to think of it that's a lot of one star reviews oh well oh well we'll talk to you yeah I'm gonna need some I need some cold water in here. But until next time, guys, take it easy. Bye, guys. Bye. Everything that I don't, I threw it out the windows, came along. Extreme weather, no, apart the colors of my sea. Perfect color, me. <laughs>